1: Stepping on board the eyes 9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your Dice Space Monkeys. And get 10% off with code OZ number 9 at checkout.
0: You don't belong on the Oz 9. Jesse!
2: If space were a sandwich, one slice of bread would be all the shouting Jesse is currently doing in maintenance area 15, the other slice of bread would be the shouting Mr. Southers and a collection of goons are doing in the storage areas deep below the offices of gated galaxies, and the roughly 245,000 miles between would be the pickled flounder tongue and egg salad salsa Joe just ate on a dare. All of which is to say, there's a whole lot of shouting going on. Recognizing Jesse as not belonging to the Oz Nine, the Nine's resident assassin, the Albatross, has carried her off, intent on flipping her out an airlock. Fortunately, Olivia was able to stop and hold them. Unfortunately, Jesse is alone with an assassin intent on killing her. Since I'm not sure yet who's got Suthers, uh, let's start with Jesse, shall we?
3: You just stay down there where you belong and leave me the hell alone!
0: You might as well come down, dear. You can't stay up there all day.
3: I'm game to give it a go. For a deadly
0: assassin, you climb like a cow. Deadly assassin is redundant. I have to admit that was an impressive Yurchenko vault to get up there.
3: Did you see that pirouette off the shelving? I'd even get a 10 out of 10 from the South Korean judge on that one. I've still got it. You do indeed.
0: And it'll buy you a few more minutes if that brings you any comfort.
3: I've been on this ship about, what, 22 hours? And that time I have yet to draw one breath that someone wasn't trying to take from me. I'm still scraping scorpion guts off my boots and mine out of my hair. Granted the mime wasn't trying to kill me that I know of, but he left a whacking great bruise on my shin. And did I mention we bumped into each other when I was out on the bloody, bollocking, heavy black airness of space? So, if you think I'm afraid of you, librarian, well, you're right, I'm bloody terrified. But I reckon I'm tougher than I thought I was yesterday. You
0: carry on talking this much and you're going to have to start melting passengers to make more air. Who thought scorpions was a good idea?
3: Maybe it's on Frank. He's our necrobiologist. What on
0: earth do you need one of those for? Is that even a real thing? G2 told me he could help us understand what foods were safe to eat on our new planet. By force-feeding them to passengers and
3: seeing who dropped dead, presumably. G2 is generally thin on the details, but you may be right. Frank spent the first day pointing at people saying, not dead, like the rest of us needed his help to figure it out. I thought he was weird, but figured he'd just like to keep busy. Who else was on your crew? Oh, it was a good bunch, really. Lots of scientists. Good for when we finally reached a terraformable planet. We had a flavographer.
0: Someone who studies the movements of the color yellow?
3: Really? I thought it had something to do with flavors.
0: Exceptionally wrong. Carry on, please.
3: Martin was a indicatist. Expert. On the number 11. What?
0: Why? What else?
3: Oh, now Lear was useful. She's a metaphor. To do with kidneys, right?
0: Nephro is to do with kidneys. I'm afraid what you had there was a specialist in clouds. Useful on Earth, perhaps. Less so in alien weather systems.
3: Plagiologist?
0: Studies obliques. Hard to see how that might come in handy. Ananya's the last one. She's a pycnomer. Pycnologist. That might actually be quite useful. She studies what? Alien languages or diseases or something? She studies things that are thick. Are you ready to come down yet?
3: Quite comfortable, thank you. Someone will be along to rescue me soon. (laughs) Really?
0: And who might that be? Leet, who's thick enough to keep your pycnologist busy for a century. Or perhaps Madeline, who's clearly very fond of you. Cullen, maybe? provided it doesn't risk him spilling his martini. Does he ever drink that thing or just carry it around? Or perhaps your hero will be the janitor? What's his name? Joe, shuffling in with his mop and bucket.
3: Or maybe he's already here. You know, I think I'll have a quick kip. You might want to keep your ears open for old Joe. We need to do
4: something. Jessie may not be going out the airlock, but she's still trapped with that assassin. You saw how
5: fast she is. Chances are Jessie's already dead.
4: And there's Colin, with his usual ray of sunshine. She's not dead according to my senses. I still get one human heat signature from maintenance area 15.
5: But the robot assassin is still with her.
4: It appears that way. There's a small cloud of chill and pompousness in that room as well. Her signature's a bit like yours, Colin.
5: Very funny. Shut up.
4: Is there anything we can do to help Jesse?
6: What's that bell?
7: Me. Jesus! Yeah, I knew that bell thing wasn't going to work. Jesse will be fine as long as she goes up, gets to a high place. Those maintenance bays are good for that. Lots of racks and shelves and high ceilings. What possible good could that do?
4: Oh, Joe's right. Robots can't climb, everyone knows that.
7: That's ridiculous.
4: Ever seen a Dalek at the bottom of a staircase?
7: Sure, lots.
4: Ever seen one at the
7: top? It's a safety mechanism in case the assassins go rogue. Gives humans a chance to get away. How do you know that? I found the manual for the assassins. Someone used it to prop up one of the tables. Oh, um... Let me see that! How the hell did you read this? What language is this? Low Saxon. Uh, I, uh, I speak a little German. So Captain Hottie is safe?
4: She's not a captain anymore, Leet. Just Hottie. I mean, just
7: Jesse. As long as she stays up high and stable, Jesse should be okay. All the bots on this ship are anti-ascend, according to that manual. Hang on, uh, Minnesota. Are you saying we can't climb? That, uh, would explain one of two things. Like, why all the tools and shells are so low. I keep barking my shins on them. Might also explain our lack of fondness for apples and other tree fruits. Yes, absolutely. That, and the fact that we're meringues. Machines? And yeah, there is that, but my point point still holds. Can the anti-ascend be oatmeal? Uh, sorry folks, not sure about that one. Peritonitis. Camouflage. Tweezers. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say you're asking if it can be reversed? Yes. Haven't got that far in the manual yet, but I'll let you know.
6: Are you drooling?
8: Oh man, oh no. It's, It's 10w30. We gotta get him to a mechanic. Hang in there, data Top. We'll get you fixed right up. Just stay with me there. Stay with me! Olivia? Knight to King Seven.
4: Mm-oh. Oh, hello, Lee. Can I help you? Were you
6: playing Monopoly?
4: Ping-pong, dear. What's happening? Emily's sick. Oh, all right then. What do we do? We're doing something then, are we? Well... You can lay him on the floor, twist his head around 360 degrees, and bang three times really hard on his chest plate.
7: Will that help? No idea. I just don't like him.
4: Olivia, come on. We're already down half our engines. We need him. The
7: ligature was lost, and so the deed could not be done. He's delirious.
4: He's a machine. He's malfunctioning.
5: He's talking about typography. When two letters are so close together, they form a single new glyph called a ligature.
7: We use it in creating logos sometimes. We've got uh, two assassins on board, and you think when he mentions a ligature, he's talking about corporate branding?
4: He's just babbling. It probably doesn't mean
0: anything.
7: Who lost the ligature, Emily?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and one more thing.
6: Hey, the cinnamon roll lady is back.
0: ho! I forgot to mention. Someone tried to strangle me the other night. Clumsy idiot came at me from the front all grrr and scowly and wrapping his gated galaxy souvenir tie around his fists fortunately I was wearing my 8 inch Christian Louboutins and he went home with an extra piercing so watch yourself and wear sensible shoes idiot
5: (laughs) Oh, that's better. I think she was stuck in my
7: thermometer. Throat? So, uh, funny thing about ligatures, did you know that the modern ampersand is actually originally a ligature of the Latin characters for E and T meaning and?
2: Fascinating as this is, there are at least four definitions of the word ligature, so I'm just going to need to go ahead and interrupt now before he's really in full swing. While the crew tries to figure out their most recent life-threatening crisis, elsewhere in the ship, the assassin Le Bichon Frise has accelerated his search for his target, conscious that he is no longer the only, or the best, assassin aboard the Oz-9. This
4: episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, star date I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow! We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. Twenty dollars off any link subscription if you go to ShakerAndSpoon.com/oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and twenty dollars off your subscription at ShakerAndSpoon.com/oz number nine. Enjoy, space monkeys. Captain out.
9: And who might you be, Monsieur? Oh, beg pardon. Madame, your part is a little... ...crusty. Pas suivant. Alors, you have a very long and dull name. Perhaps you would like to be relieved of the burden of such a very long name, eh? Woohoo! That was actually quite good. I shall write this down and use it again on an awake person. You have very long Nam, relieved burden uh, How many etches in uh, Let's say six uh, <laughs> Yes, six However, you are much too young to be the fellow I am after. So I am very sorry, monsieur long-named fellow. You must drag that. Appellation around after you a aware yet. La <laughs> suivante. Too old. Too short. Too tall. Too woman. I have no idea what is going on in this very fancy pod. Is that a machine for the cotton candy? What about you, eh? Huh? <laughs> Middle-aged fellow, little rat belly, little rat beard. And what a very long name you have. Perhaps, Ervon Bibobabble, it is time for you to wake up in order for me to put you down. Oh, I am on fire today. I must write this one down too. Wake up, put down.
8: Pressing that button to do the wakey wakey would not be such a good idea. I am thinking, so maybe don't.
9: And who is this? Who is speaking, huh? You are sounding a little bit...
8: ...Germain. That is possible, yes. But I have no idea what your accent is supposed to be. I am French!
9: I am Le Bichon Frise.
8: Ah, yes, I have heard of you. The small fluffy dog with the little bite. It is pronounced Frise, though, no? It is Frise.
9: Perhaps you're not so very clever clogsy after all.
8: What are you doing about the Oth-9?
9: I am, I think, looking for you. Are you perhaps a little German fellow with a stout little German belly full of sausages? And the very long name that just wanders off on its own?
8: So, you were sent here for me. I suppose this is not so surprising. You are speaking
9: of the loud talking thing. So I am guessing I have to come to find you.
8: Well, as I don't think you came to give me some flowers and sing me a little tune, I will perhaps keep my distance for now?
9: Just an I-F-Y. I am going to assassin you shortly.
8: Don't cough. it is F-I-Y. What? You said this phrasing wrong. It is F-I-Y.
9: No, it isn't. It is I-F-Y.
8: I think you are mistaken. What does it stand for? What do you mean, what does it
9: stand for? It is a word.
8: I-F-Y. I don't think so, actually. Oi, it's English. So ridiculous.
9: I don't have any problems with the English speaking.
8: Does Leet understand what you say? I think if he understands you are saying English, then your pronouncing is good. He is the litmus test. Ha <laughs> ha! I even made a joke. So good.
4: Oh, ho, oh,
9: oh. ho. Monsieur de Beaufort <laughs> I have stuffed smarter things into cabbage rolls. What? Actually, I once assassined a macro, neuro, rocket, physicist, something, and made him into tiny little pieces and stuffed him into cabbage rolls. So, this is not the best example. I have worn smarter jackets! No, wait. Not this either.
8: Yes, yes, you have made your point amply. You have killed many people and done unpleasant things with them. I understand. Thank you all together.
9: Happen for me is as poisonous as. Um, as I don't understand. I was on such a roll a minute ago.
8: Perhaps, perhaps. But hiding buys me some time, you see. So while I wait for my assassin to get to you, perhaps you would tell me why you are hunting me like the rabbit.
9: <laughs> because it will make me very, very rich. I think so very rich, you will be my last
8: assassin. Oh, well, it's an honor. But uh, you misunderstand my question. Who is it who will give you so many ridges for mine head? Ho, <laughs>
9: ho, I cannot tell you that.
8: Yeah, so no face in your skills, eh? This is sad. When we are only concerned, we can no longer perform.
9: About what are you talking? I am at the tippy top of my field.
8: That is perhaps not quite right? Not anymore? Oh, poor feeding fellow. I
9: can assassin people before la petite dejeuner without shuddering a perspire.
8: You know I have a very good English idioms dictionary. I will borrow it to you if this is helping.
9: When I am done with you, the ship, and all the little people in the little glass houses with the little moustaches and the little silly shoes and the cutting candy and the very long names, they will
8: all die together in the greatest assassination of all the times. Yes, that's very nice. Well, since you won't tell me who the real killer is, I must only think you are afraid and I will escape you and... Tittle-tattle!
9: No one escapes Le bichon frisé.
8: Currently, there is an entire crew room full of not particularly clever people who have escaped Le bichon frisé. Perhaps this is why you are feeling not so fresh and confident, hmm? Fine!
9: I will tell you and it will be in your brain when you die. It was... Monsieur Suarez!
8: Ho oh, oh, ho, oh, that is very funny. Oh goodness, how the world turns, even when you're no longer on it. Hello?
9: Hello? Are you there, little funny man? Hello? Where have you gone, you little German hair? <laughs> ha like rabbit, hair like German man. Oh, my clever is back. Woo! I must write this down.
2: Oh! So... the assassin was just attacked by a bunch of zombies? Seriously? nope. Not even gonna narrate this. I'm not kidding. This is ridiculous and I'm not narrating it. Bugger off. And finally there's ligature, in the sense
7: of something used to tie or bind tightly. That can be a good thing, as in surgery, for tying off a blood vessel, for example, well, that's good when used as a strangulation device, as the Gated Galaxy souvenir tie and the little lady's example there. Ah, yeah, yeah, that no, makes sense.
5: I wonder what Lebichon freeze's going rates are, and does it cost more or less to kill something that's inorganic
4: to start with? I'll pitch in a twenty. Maybe we can solder them to the outside of the ship until we need them. I'm rather fancy dragging them behind us like a string of tin cans on a newlywed's car. Oh. That's strange.
6: I thought it was interesting. Who knew use of the word ligature peaked in the late 19th century?
4: Shut up. A lot. What's strange, Olivia? I mean, in addition to everything. Pod Bay 77. All the pods on the primary level just popped open. That's over a hundred passengers milling about. What, uh, condition are they in? I think the monitoring systems are still functional in that area. Shall we take a look? Oh,
6: let's not. Is that where Captain Hottie is? And...
7: Jesus! Jesus, yes. Jinx, you me a coke. Jesse is in maintenance area 15. They're not far apart.
2: They're quite a long way apart, actually. Nearly half a mile as the zombie shuffles. And that's it. Really, I'm done. No more narration. Y'all can just fill in the blanks on your own. We need to go
7: get her. We
2: could use the albatross on our side.
4: Is there any way to convince her that Jesse isn't a threat?
9: Hello? Hello, hello! Can you open the door, please, my friend? Very trace rapid.
4: What the hell? Olivia, you got a camera on the hallway? Uh one second. There you are. Ooh, that's, that's unfortunate. unfortunate. Oh, 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 what? What's oh, oh, that's, oh, what the
5: what's going on out there? Who are all those people? And why are they so very well dressed?
9: I know we did not start our relationship on the foot of choice. But perhaps you could open the door and we can discuss our options, Oh
5: Open the door? He's in trouble. He's an assassin sent to kill us, surrounded by zombies who want to kill him. What part of that says, open the
4: door, to you?
2: I am needing some assistance.
4: I have absolutely no idea what to
7: do right now. Yeah, this feels kind of like a let nature take its course situation to me. I'm seeing the wisdom of that. Well, thank you for your support, Elizabeth. It's Emily, actually.
6: Apologies. Not at all. Come on. You can't just let him die out there.
9: I
4: have the information. Big important information. We do have a A lot of questions. questions. Fine. All right, uh, Leet, Joe, Colin, grab one of those big tablecloths. Olivia, you open the door for only as long as it takes for Le Freeze to get in. Then shut it quick. Boys, get that tablecloth over him in a hurry and wrap him up tight. It might at least buy us some time. Everybody ready? Uh, just one thing if I may, there. What? I'm just dancing it's freeze. I'm going to intentionally fly this ship past a magnetic planet, and watch it suck you out through the hull, leaving a two-headed, no-armed hole in the side of my ship, and die smiling. Everybody ready? Ready. Hello, folks. Welcome to the henhouse. Please mind your manners
6: and don't eat your hosts. <laughs> Got him.
9: Me filming, ain't he? Ah! I am not alone in here.
4: You're an assassin? Take care of it.
9: I am pretty sure he is dead already. Hang on.
4: Okay. Hang on. Let me get a weapon. Okay. That's just it's insulting. It's the only thing that's handy. Shut up. Handy, huh?
7: Is that a joke? You think he'd be laughing if someone took your arm for
4: their own defensive purposes? Unwrap him. Slowly.
5: What the hell? You can't be serious! he gone! Well, at least he left us a collection of... dead zombie parts.
4: Uh, not quite dead. You might want to stamp on that arm before it goes under the sofa. Ugh. Ugh. Next time you capture someone in a tablecloth, maybe don't position him directly over a vent, and give him a whole lot of time to struggle with it and escape. Just a suggestion.
5: To recap, Jesse's still with one assassin, the other is still at large on the ship, and we're still in the crew room with basically no more information than we had an hour ago. So, nothing has changed.
6: There are a hundred zombies outside the door now. That's different. Actually, there
5: aren't. What? While you were all helping your assassin escape down the drain hole, the other assassin came in, and cleaned up the hallway. I watched the whole thing on the monitor there. She is gratifyingly efficient.
6: Hey, did a good thing just happen? Was that, like, our very first good thing?
5: I have a
6: strange and unfamiliar feeling right now. Does it feel sort of tingling? A bit. I think that's what good feels like. It's been a while, so I don't really remember.
9: Oh, thank you for your assistance, little rabbits. I will see you soon.
5: And it's back to Terra. Yes, this feels much more familiar.
4: Is there a phone in here? Oh, yes, there is actually. Any chance you might answer it? Any chance it's good news? Probably not, but could you answer it anyway? Barsie well, hope hello?
3: Eh, uh, hello, this is Donna. Any chance I could speak to a... Uh... Hang on a second, it's a long one. Dr. Van Haber's eater? I think someone down here might be trying to kill him. I've got some information that may help, though.
2: According to my agent, I'm contractually obligated to tell you that you've been listening to Oz9. I am also required to list for you the people who are involved in the making of this podcast, so here they are. Aaron Clark is Le bichon Frise, June Eubanks is The Albatross and Glenda. Bonnie Brantley is Jesse and Donna. Eric Perry is Joe, Head One, and Dr. Von Habesetzer. Tim Sherburn is Colin and Emily. Richard Cowan is Leet. Shannon Perry is Olivia and Madeline. And I'm Richard Nadolny, your narrator and unwilling participant in some of the most ridiculous nonsense I've ever heard. Today's Heating pile of hogwash brought to you by Zincso brand identity recognition hardware. When it's time for body tag replacement, think Zincso. The highest quality body tags available with the fewest absorbable toxins and you'll get free subdermal extraction and insertion at any Zincso cyber kiosk. Don't settle for off-brand body tags Zink so? I think so. Our theme music was composed and performed by John Failey, and Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Assistance with French provided by the Butler family. The cast would also like to thank our most recent patrons, Melissa Hartman, Emily Swanson, and Travis Hall. You too can ensure the world is never free from this remorseless twaddle by becoming a patron at patreon.com oz9podcast. But please don't. Really. Narrator out.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction
10: producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show.
7: Scratch another one. How many are still on our safe? You want me to stop shooting and count? I'm out. Reload.
10: We adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Bloch into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds.
9: Hey, get them out of here!
2: That's it! You're banned for life!
9: Please? Seriously?
10: I told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs.
7: You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different,
10: they changed? Doubt.
7: I don't follow.
10: I doubt something and, um, they don't change per se. They cease to ever have been we delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys.
7: James, sir. Please.
5: There is no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere.
10: If you are, we are... (laughs)
9: Uh, Made through the barrier! It's
10: gonna hold me!
9: his hands! Beast! Give back.
7: Just get to my knife!
1: Well, that's new.
10: Available wherever you listen to podcasts, so sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter anthology today.